Welcome back to this week's Fat Chat Podcast. Well, <clears throat> we're at the time of the year again when everyone starts making their resolutions for the new year. And of course, at the top of almost everyone's list is a resolution having to do with health and fitness, you know, whether to join a gym, go to sleep at a more decent hour, which is going to be my resolution, um, <clears throat> cut out the sweets, you know, stop smoking, et cetera, et cetera. The number one resolution for most people, though, is to lose weight. And for most people, it's the same, you know, lose weight resolution every year, year after year. And of course, they either don't uh, follow through at all with their commitment to lose weight, or they start and stop. Either way, you know, it takes way more, uh, you know, than a New Year's commitment to lose the weight. And I wanted to talk about that today. Over the years, in speaking with many clients who have achieved and were maintaining their goal weight, because I do keep in touch with our maintenance clients as well. I try to, you know, keep after them, follow through with them once, twice a year, just to see how they're doing. And after doing that for a long time, you know, I, I began to realize a pattern that much more had taken place in their lives than just, you know, waking up one morning and having an epiphany, you know, that that was the day that they were going to make a commitment to lose weight once and for all. I mean, after all, it was also their uh, desire uh, to look and feel better all those other times that they dieted. And they, they all had the same commitment and determination to lose weight all those other times um, <clears throat> that they had made up their minds, you know, uh, to start dieting. So leading up to that particular, what I call, you know, epiphany day, however, most had also experienced other critical changes in their lives, and it was different for each person. So for instance, uh, I was in speaking with one, one client uh, with a history of, as I call it, being really good during the week and then binging all weekend. I mean, literally woke up one Monday morning after a, a really bad weekend binge and she, feeling so awful physically and mentally and so completely disgusted with herself that when her feet hit the floor that morning, she, she said, she told me out loud to herself, that's it, I'm done. And upon reflection... She admitted that many aspects of her life had changed for the better over the last year or two so that she was finally ready to give up her compulsive dieting. Uh, number one, she began seeing a therapist. Uh, secondly, she, she was confident enough to get over a fear of leaving a job that she really, really hated. And, you know, she changed careers and she became much happier in her work. Uh, she also became involved in a very loving, supportive relationship rather than what had been her pattern up until then of getting involved you know, with very destructive relationships with men. Those who were successful at keeping their weight off also made some very important changes to help them live slim once they got there. Um, some of the things I heard was, you know, that they may have learned how to solve their problems more effectively rather than eat emotionally every time, you know, they had a bad day. Um, if they previously use, you know, used a hectic work schedule as an excuse for not exercising and or doing what they should do, uh, they found a way to do it, either uh, by coming in earlier to the office, taking a longer lunch so that they can get to the gym and work out, or using their office, uh, and I heard this a lot, some made a conscious effort that when they got to work, they, they, they no longer took the elevator, they walked up the, the, the stairwell to get to their offices, or they started parking their cars further away from their office building, or from a store or a mall entrance, so they would have more steps to walk, you know, every time they did that. 
also uh, just as when they were in weight loss mode, uh, they continued to bring their lunch and snacks from home uh, to work rather than eating out, you know, ordering in with coworkers or eating in the, uh, in the company cafeteria. Now, last year at this time, okay, I'm going to ask you all this. And you'll answer to yourself, of course. Last year, were you overweight or obese at this time? Did a healthy goal weight seem so unattainable? And did a year from then seem so far away? Well, here we are. You know, and another year has come and gone. Look how quickly it passed. I mean, if you want to be a successful loser in 2016, you know, you, you first have to accept some things about yourself. Uh, number one, you have to make yourself number one. I mean, you have to put yourself first. You just have to get stubborn. You have to develop, you know, a kind of selfishness about yourself and your weight. Just figure out what it takes to take care of yourself. And, and you mostly everybody knows what that is. And do that. If you have to carry around, I don't care, you know, a five-pound sack of apples in your car so you always have something healthy handy, then do that. Stop being concerned about what it looks like to other people. Just do what you know you have to do for yourself. Uh, number two, you have to get in touch with what your weight is doing for you. Ask yourself, what are you getting out of being fat? I mean, many people, you know, hide behind their weight. It helps them to avoid challenges or to escape intimacy. I mean, I recall another client telling me that her weight uh, had something to do with her family's pressure to achieve, believe it or not, as her parents did exactly that with an older, a very, very smart sibling. She thought that if she were heavy, uh, people, and her parents in particular, would expect less of her and be happy just to settle you know, for her for the way she was. Um, number three, you have to prepare for the hardship of being slim. And I'd say, and I know I use that word hardship on purpose. And you might ask yourself, what in the world is she talking about? I mean, what the heck could possibly be hard about being slim? Believe it, okay? The world treats you very differently at 210 pounds, at 185 pounds, at, you know, 140 and 120 most of the changes will be positive, others not so much, I mean, at least initially. People may have different expectations of you. You'll have to deal with buying new kinds and sizes of clothing, and people of both sexes may treat you very differently. Uh, praise that you, that you get may start to irritate you after a while. Uh, friends of yours that are heavy, uh, relatives that are heavy may, and dare I say, will, uh, resent your success, and they will try to sabotage your efforts. You can count on it. It's important to realize that losing weight doesn't, you know, wash away all your problems, however. Look, even when you get to be slim, okay, you'll probably still have an argument, uh, you know, with your teenager. They're very argumentative, you know, and you'll still have to deal with that. And, you know, you and your husband may still have some financial issues to worry about. It's not going to all go away because you lose weight. In fact, for some people, certain problems become even more acute, particularly if they were hiding behind their weight in, you know, in dealing with them. You, you may have trouble accepting yourself as slim. Being aware may help you better handle what's ahead of you. Uh, number four on my list is you'll have to look forward to what you'll gain. Okay, every single uh, weight loser sees more positive changes in their lives than negative ones. Shopping for clothes they want to wear instead of trying to find clothes that look good on them. 
enjoying compliments, you know, regarding their weight loss and, of course, their improved appearance, the increased energy level and stamina, being more active, outgoing, being more self-assured, more definitely getting more restful sleep. Even though losing weight will not make your other problems go away, you may feel, you know, much more confident uh, about solving them. Uh, number five, you have to accept that it's not easy and it's not always fair. Losing weight and keeping it off may be one of the hardest things you ever do, no doubt. But like all difficult challenges and all bad habits that we try to break or addictions that we try to conquer, it does get easier with time. It really, really does. Accept the fact that it's just something you gotta do and care enough about yourself to do something about it. It, it is okay to feel that it's unfair to have a weight problem, but you know what? Get tired of it, get over it, and get rid of it. Uh, number six, you have to know that your motivation for weight control will go up and down. It will ebb and flow. Whether you're in the losing weight mode or you're in the you know, staying slim maintenance mode, sometimes it's just plain harder than at other times to keep focused you know, on the grand prize. It, it just is. It's especially difficult when people stop noticing you know, the new you. Losing weight is exciting. You know, when you're on the going down mode, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're getting smaller. Your waist is getting smaller. You start dressing differently. You know, you might change your hairstyle and everyone starts to notice. But for some people, being, maintaining being slim is tough because there is no change. You're trying to stay the same. And let's, you know, let's face it, you know, no, no change is about as exciting as, uh, you know, as watching a log burn or a paint dry. Successful weight losers and weight maintainers develop, you know, their own internal incentives. Uh, one particular client comes to mind, she's currently maintaining a 40-pound uh, weight loss, and she told me that she always tries to think slim. Sometimes, she said, she'll close her eyes and she'll literally try to, she'll see herself in a, in a, in a gorgeous dress at, you know, a social event. Uh, she imagines people noticing her and she really feels good about their reaction. She, she says, you know, that this is what keeps her from binge eating and helps her to stay focused on her, on her weight goals, which is to stay slim. Um, number seven, you have to give yourself permission to fail. Uh, despite all the best laid plans and preparations let's face it, you're definitely going to make mistakes from time to time. All successful weight loss uh, losers uh, do not let a lapse become a relapse. They have learned how to pick themselves up after a you know, mistake, you know, dust themselves off, you know, and just get right back on the bicycle and start, you know, pedaling again. So you have to learn to forgive yourself. If you mess up, Screw it. It's not the end of the world. Just start again tomorrow. You're not going to change overnight. Uh, number eight, you have to accept that you won't lose weight overnight. Uh, you know, you've probably heard the saying that, it, you know, quote, it, it took more than a day to put it on. It'll take more than a day to take it off, end quote. And you know what? It's true. Unfortunately, uh, too many people who, and I get this all the time, who, you know, finally decide, you know, today is the day, you know, you know, they come and now they're all in a big rush and they want to lose, you know, 30 pounds, you know, by the end of the month, forget it, it ain't happening. If you're truly serious about dieting for one last time, then you must accept that you, that you are on your way to becoming slim for life and the habits that lead to your that that led to your being overweight or obese 
can't be changed permanently overnight, only over a period of time. That is the kind of weight loss that you can keep off. Again, weight gain doesn't happen overnight. Weight loss doesn't either. So in ending, I just want to want you to remember this. Nothing good ever comes from being overweight. No one ever becomes slim and healthy without working for it. And it never gets easier the longer you put it off. So how we all begin the new year is the key to everything else that follows. Resolve this year, folks, to please get your new year off to a good start. And that, my friends, is my fat chat for today. If you have any questions or comments about this week's podcast, please email me at info at fatchatpodcast.com. You can also message me at Facebook or Twitter at Wait No More DC. Uh, also, if you'd like to keep up with all the good stuff we do and the info we provide, please visit our website at WaitNoMoreDietCenter.com, and uh, there you can sign up for our free monthly electronic newsletter. Until next week, I'm Lori Boxer, Wait No More Diet Center, and remember, nothing tastes as good as being slim feels. Mm-hmm.